Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. Back at it again with another podcast. podcast. I'm Dion. And I'm Michaela. And this is Much Love. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Much Love. This is the first episode of 2022. So, Happy New Year. I hope that all of you spent time with those who you love and are just really looking forward to the new year. It's like a fresh slate. And I think it's fitting how the new moon came right on January 1st. Today is a little empty though because it's going to be just me. Well, not just me, you know. But Dion won't be here, the other half of the Much Love podcast, because, you know, we are on winter break and it's been a little hard to get together just because we have our own individual plans and that's okay, you know? But during the holiday season, you know, as it came and passed, I feel like there were a lot of lessons and, and experiences that surfaced and, and I had a lot to think about. I just wanted to hop on here to the Much Love podcast and talk about these experiences, do a little storytelling and hopefully what i've been thinking and feeling can resonate to one of you you know i'm just putting myself out there and and honestly that's all we can really do put ourselves out there and hope that we're received well and that's what i'm gonna do in this episode so i guess i'm gonna call this a little heart to heart with michaela all right let's jump right into it so as 2021 came to a close i did a lot of reflecting not only about the things that i want to happen in 2022 but also about where i stood at the very end of it where my feet fell basically and as i was journaling one night i asked myself how am i feeling how am i actually feeling and as i took that step back to evaluate how i really was i realized that i had closed my heart towards my family and, you know, the holidays is really marketed to, you know, be with your family, surround yourself with your family. But I think it should be surround yourself with the loved ones. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean family and that's okay. But I started to ask myself, why did I shut myself away from my family? You know, it's like, it's like I wasn't even trying to connect anymore. It's, it's like I fell into a place where I thought this isn't worth the fight anymore. And, you know, during the holiday season, I don't know if it's with everyone's household, but with mine, during the holidays, the tensions in the household are heightened and as a kid i thought you know oh the holidays is just a stressful time of year and you know that's why mom's really uptight right now or this this and that but then i i started to realize it's not just on the holidays it's it's year round but it was just really amplified during the holiday season and i thought oh that's why i became so guarded at home was because i didn't want to say anything or do anything to upset anyone it's like i was walking on eggshells that the main goal was to really stabilize the emotions of the people i was of the family members that i was around rather than you know my own emotional needs and that was a really hard thing for me to do just because by the end of it i felt emotionally suffocated in a way and by closing my heart to my family during a time that i should be open and, and receptive to all this love i i ended up feeling really horrible you know and it, it's not like i close myself off to my whole family like there are, are some family members that i just really connect with and, and it was just easy to remain open and loving towards them but there's just some people where it's really hard to stay open with and and i assume that when i say this to those of you listening maybe someone comes to mind maybe it's your mom or your dad or your grandma or a sibling i don't know there's just some family members where it's really hard to just stay open and, and loving towards them. 
So I began to delve into this question of why did I close myself off to even the potential of emotionally connecting with the specific member of my family. And honestly, I was emotionally exhausted. I mean, I wanted to connect. I didn't want to give up. But after several times of trying to communicate um, how I was feeling and my needs and, and kind of being shut down each and every time, like I said before, it, it didn't seem like it was worth the fight anymore. But it made me really sad because people come around and they say, you know, but this is your family. You shouldn't give up. You should never give up on your family. And it was kind of like a push and pull relationship where where I needed to do something that was better for me and my own well-being and whether I should continue to try and build a relationship with someone that I've, with a family member that I felt like I needed a deep emotional connection with, but just couldn't. And, and it was so frustrating because it felt like I, I was trying to solve a puzzle and I was trying to crack the code, but it didn't really click. And I talked to some other members of my family, you know, I have a great support system in my extended family and I love each and every single one of them so, so much. I started to get into reading in 2021. So I thought, you know, there's a lot of self-help books. So why don't I try to find a, a book that'll help mend my relationship with a certain family member? So I went to, what is it? Uh, a used bookstore. One of my favorite used bookstores in the area that I live in. And I was looking through, through the shelves of the self-help section and I found a book called Recovering from Emotionally Immature Parents. I gravitated towards this book. I flipped through the pages and I finally realized, okay, I'm going to try and read this book because just from the first few pages of the book, I, I really resonated with it. And so I made my way through the chapters and it basically defined what an emotionally immature person is, their behaviors, how they became to be that way, and and what I should do as a person kind of tethered to this emotionally immature person, what I could do to help myself feel better, or not feel better, but just kind of deal with the certain behaviors as I go through life and continue to grow side by side um, <clears throat> with these people. And it, it's kind of heartbreaking to me how much I resonated with the contents of this book in some areas it really brought me to tears um as i read through the chapters i it was like every single page resurfaced a different memory from when i was younger or even from the past week of of an instance of that behavior exhibited or a feeling that i i've I've dealt with for for years and finally it seemed like there was a way that I could try and and comfort myself and mend myself. I was talking to one of my friends about the book that um that I started reading and you know I admitted that it's helping me a bit to navigate my relationship with this um, family member and it was an insightful read but she did tell me you know it's it's kind of heartbreaking that I had to even resort to trying to find a book about how to recover from this type of relationship dynamic and I agree I agree it's most definitely heartbreaking and it makes me sad but I'm slowly accepting the way that this person is this person in my family and I'm trying to find the love that this person can't offer me in other places like my friends my other family members and even within myself but I do have to admit it it's 
it's really hard to do so because now that I'm an adult, I'm starting to realize that this family member, this this person that I look, looked up to since I was a little kid is emotionally immature and I'm aware of that. I know that they really exhibit the characteristics of emotional immaturity. It's hard because I, I still hold what they say to me and about me. I still take it to heart, you know, when I try to create a boundary and say no and, you know, create healthy boundaries for myself, especially now as an adult and knowing what's good for me or having a better idea of what's good for me. But having this emotionally mature person call me selfish and self-centered and, and telling me what my values are instead of, you know, listening to what I have to say, it's hard. And even now, I still take a, take a moment to question, am I selfish? Do I really not value my family? And the fact that I even have to doubt who I am and what I value because of what one person says, I don't know, it just shows how much I still have hope in this person and and how highly I still hold them in my life. So, not gonna lie, yeah, when I hear these things being said about me and, and saying that I'm selfish and, and this, this, and that, it, it's hard because I, I know deep down that I'm not and it makes me question, you know, what I do, what I say, but I just have to have to keep myself grounded and know that I'm, I mean, I'm far from perfect, but I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> and it's hard not to let these words really attack me or really get to me but i'm slowly starting to accept that these attacks are just a way to hurt me but essentially i'm not the most selfish person in the world and i do value my family and and i've really humbled myself a lot because of these experiences and i think this is a perfect example of you know just being sure about yourself because no matter what anyone says if if they call you i keep saying selfish but if they keep calling you selfish and arrogant and and self-centered and you feel like you're not trust your gut because i'm sure that you know yourself a lot more than any other person in the world but also take time to self-reflect and look back on your actions to make sure that you aren't those things you know i think we all know it's good to self-reflect and i think that's why i really closed my heart towards my family this holiday season just because like all of these hurtful words and actions and feeling shitty and and feeling guilty and 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 feeling so horrible about myself i just thought if i just close my heart then i won't feel any of these things but i remember reading the untethered soul and it's an amazing book if you ever get the chance to read it pick it up it's 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 a short read it's wonderful and one of the main things that i got out of the book is to keep your heart open and one of the hardest things not hardest but one of the worst things that you could do for yourself and for others is to close your heart close your heart because you're afraid to be vulnerable close your heart because you're afraid to get hurt close your heart because you don't want to feel the bad things and that's exactly what i did the untethered soul taught me to always keep my heart open to all the experiences both good and bad and essentially there are no good and bad experiences it's the way that we view things it's our perspective that labels certain experiences as good or bad but essentially a quote-unquote bad experience could be good and and valuable even and keeping an open heart means that we're able to feel everything and process everything that like process all of our emotions basically and and that's good processing the good and the bad the hardships the the joys in life you know but holding on to things the heartaches the pains and even the joys in life will only anchor us to to some part of us in the past if we spend all of our time you know worrying about 
what may or may not come will only blind us from what's really happening in front of us and all we really have is now and that brings us to brings me to another book that i read the power of now you know if if we're tethered to our past and if we're so busy rushing into our future we miss the happiness that can really only be felt in the moment and sometimes i feel like i'm, I'm doing that i feel like I'm so enamored by what's past me or, or so anxious about the future that I forget to just be present, you know. And I think about the time when I really kept my heart open to everything and that was the happiest that I ever was. I feel like I viewed life so differently than I do now. And to see how closed I kept my heart in comparison to then, it makes me sad because I feel like, you know, I didn't allow myself to feel everything that I could have. And and if I look back at it now, even some of the most painful experiences served as some of the greatest lessons. I met up with a friend today and she said something that really stuck with me. I even had to pull out my notes app because it was just it was just so wonderful what she said. She said, "We grow through what we go through." And I think that's a wonderful way to put it. You know, especially if you're open to learning from any experience, you really propel yourself into a moment of growth when we experience anything that we go through and and i always say this that like even in our lowest points like even if we're at the highest of highs and lowest of lows the downward motion of our lowest points essentially give us the momentum to launch us up into our highest peaks just know that our hardest moments aren't for nothing it's it's always for something as long as we we put the work into it and my friend and i today we talked about that a bit how like the universe can only do so much or fate universe destiny whatever you want to call it the universe can only do so much and it's really up to us to have to have the courage to leap into it to grab the opportunity when it's right in front of us because the opportunity it won't always be there we just have to know when the timing is right and earlier this week i had reread one of my favorite books called tuesdays with maury and it's about this dying professor who talks about life's greatest lessons. He recaps some of the most important lessons that he's learned throughout his life. And it really got me thinking because especially in the world that we live in today, I feel like it makes us believe that more is better. You know, more money, more clothes, more friends, more power. I don't know. I, I don't think that more money and power and these materialistic things can really replace the tenderness of love you know and that's what an open heart allows us to do and feel more freely to love i reflected back to some of my lowest points ever and it wasn't any external thing that helped me heal it wasn't buying more clothes or dyeing my hair or getting tattoos those things didn't heal me it was really the gentle love from others and within myself that really helped me get through the hardest times you know it's easy to be distracted by what we don't have you know the clothes that we don't have the job that we didn't get you know but looking around at what i do have now the people that i have the opportunities right in front of me and i realize that my heart's really full and i appreciate every person every experience and every piece of knowledge that i gained up to this point and all of you listening i appreciate every one of you too because you know, I didn't think that having a podcast was something that I was really worthy of. I always felt like I had something to say, but that no one ever really cared enough to listen. But I'm happy that um, I had enough courage to start this podcast. And I think it's one of the biggest blessings that could have come out of 2021. And I'm happy to be continuing it in 2022 as well. Anyway, you know, keeping an open heart and loving unconditionally is freaking scary, bro. Like, it's scary to be so vulnerable to someone. And it's 
it's scary because it just allows you to get hurt more easily i guess and it's scary to show your true self to someone you know one of my biggest fears is is to like show myself completely to someone and to have them run away that feeling of rejection is horrible but you know one of the quotes in in tuesdays with more is to love is the only rational act no matter how someone reacts to the love that you show them and the love that you try to give to them to know that every action that you do every word that you say is rooted in a place of love there's no space for you to doubt yourself because even if even if the love that you give is re- is kind of returned by an act of hate, it doesn't show anything about you. And that's why loving unconditionally is like so hard. We need to show this gentleness to everyone and ev- everyone. Even the person who broke our hearts or that bitch ass who flipped us off in the traffic light and even the family member who doesn't know how to properly love us. Sometimes it's the people who seem most unlovable that need the love the most sometimes one act of compassion would be enough to change another person you know it's kind of that ripple effect and i know that this must be so hard to hear especially when you're really going through it like to just love and forgive and and be gentle towards people even the people who seem to have hurt us the most i know it's really hard to hear but really that's all you can do you know Put yourself out there and make sure each intention, each action that you have is is led in the way of love and light. And even saying that now, it sounds so cheesy, but I just don't know how else to put it. You know, my friend and I today, her name is Nia, by the way. Hi, Nia, if you're listening. We talked about how the energy that you put out is really the same energy that you receive so if you put out a lot of negativity i feel like you're just going to receive a lot of negativity back or that's just how you're gonna that's just the lens that you're gonna experience life through a negative lens but if you go through life seeing the love and care and compassion in every action that you do you'll find that in every action that you receive as well it'll multiply the amount of love and light that you receive and by living life through such a positive lens it'll help to keep your heart open and you'll gravitate towards the people who are meant to be in your life and they'll see you in the same way that you see them man i don't even know if i'm articulating myself properly at this point but i just really wanted to hop on here and just remind all of you to keep an open heart because closing my heart has caused me a lot of pain in the past couple weeks so i guess this will help serve as a reminder to you and even a reminder to myself to just keep an open heart connect with people and no matter how how hard it is just be gentle and kind to yourself and others i finally finished 101 essays that will change the way you think and dion just really started getting into it so i think the next time dion and i meet up we want to talk about some of the things that we read I really miss Dion. It's, it's really hard <laughs> um, trying to have a podcast without her. Feels like I'm just talking to myself, which I am. But before I, you know, started a podcast, I used to do this thing where I would just pull up the voice memo app on my phone and if i ever had kind of like a fleeting thought or or something that was weighing me down i would just record what i was feeling into the voice memo app if i was you know too lazy to whip out my journal and just write so it kind of feels like i'm you know talking to the voice memos on my phone i guess i've come full circle from that but i guess i'll just 
end it there. You know, despite all of the, I guess, hard feelings that I've been feeling lately, I'm still really grateful for all the love that I've been able to receive during the holiday season. I feel like I've become a lot more vulnerable and, and open. And in general, I feel like I let a lot of my guard down. Just by doing this podcast alone, I feel like I've let my guard down a lot and let myself feel vulnerable, which is good. And I just really hope that all of you, you know, put out your intention for what you want to happen this coming year. There's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be filled with so many blessings and love and and so many more amazing opportunities. I'm really looking forward to what 2022 has in store. Well, if Dion were here, as we always say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Much love, Dion and Michaela.